This is episode 76 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about the Watch Dogs delay, Final Fantasy, Rise Facts, The Wolf Among Us, and Grand Theft Auto V. Hi, this is the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Eddie. I'm Mitch. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jeff. And this is episode 76 of the podcast. Um, last week's did not count. It was an Extra Bytes cast, um, which is something new that we want to try. Where we're doing some off-topic stuff, but this is on the topic of video games. So we are not allowed to get off-topic ever, right? Uh, so you mean we can't talk about butts for 15 minutes? Because I have some very compelling arguments. Okay, let's do the first one. First, I'm going to give the floor to Jeff. Do you go on? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, the chair recognizes in, in, Jeff. In the first place, butts. Mm, I see. Second point. Well, there's there's two cheeks in every butt. Okay, so that takes care of two. You need a third point. They come in pairs, like Bible salesmen. <laughs> That's yes. Those are two. Th- if, I guess if, so. If you if you look <laughs> if you look at a peach, uh, it looks like a butt. Yeah, peach. Oh. We're back to the peaches. Okay. The peaches are back. <laughs> Good deal. So uh, this week we've got quite a few things to talk about. Um, some watch dogs, uh, some next gen stuff. Um, GTA 5. Yeah. Rise. Still, uh, all kinds still a of bit stuff. of current gen stuff to talk about. The current yeah. gen is, is still alive and kicking. Oh, yeah. I guess we can talk about some Pokemans also. Pokemon is the new Dark Souls. Oh, It'll just dear be me God. and Anthony talking about esoteric terms that are impenetrable to anyone who hasn't played the game, and the rest of you will get bored. And then I will insert random jokes about my limited knowledge of Pokemon. Right. Eddie, have you ever it's played like, a Pokemon? I have not, ever. Yeah, this was my first as well. Well, well neither we'll have I, it. because as far as I could tell, uh, it was all uh, Japanese uh, conspiracy to sell collectible toys and cards and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that's all it was, right? Well, before we before we jump into Pokemon stuff, I know Mitch is chomping at the bit. Mitch is like, this is my podcast. He's about to squirrel in his pants. I'm about to agree to everything that was just said so hard. You mean all the stuff I said? Yeah. About, about butts. butts in yeah, particular. just yeah. all that. So what are you, you going to say, Eddie? What, what's well, no, I was going to say, well, first, we should talk about some of the news this week before we start talking about specific games. The big news being that Watch Dogs was delayed. Wow, um, such delay. God, I don't, I don't understand this meme at all and why it's everywhere all of a sudden. Much moved uh, release window. God hates me, that's why. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, uh, no, uh, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs was according to Amazon, was delayed to June 30th. June, no. So, so, Am- they said so the spring. thing about Amazon, you can't trust yeah. Amazon for release dates. They I know. put speculative stuff there. But, but it said, it'll be between April and June because that's they said it'll be that quarter. Yeah, yeah so. so they said spring, and it was supposed to come out in November. Um, this is very sad for me, and that's really the only thing I care about. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was the only PS4 game I was going to get till Christmas. Yes, it was, pretty, it was the only PS4 game I was going to get till Christmas. Um, if Assassin's Creed re- got reviewed well, I might have picked that up on a sale. Um, and really, like, I'm, I'll play Infamous Second Son. I'm not super interested in it because I didn't play the other Infamous games. Um, but I was going to play it. But you know what I mean? It wasn't something I was looking forward to. It's right, one of those things right. like when it comes out, it'll probably be pretty good and I'll probably play it. Um, 
So it's crazy because, yeah, that was my thing, like, to get me through the end of this year, like, a next-gen game. Because that Watch Dogs is really the only game I feel like I've seen clips of that, to me, like, looked next-gen and felt next-gen. Well, Uh, and and there was also the fact that, like, playing it online with friends actually sounded like it could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? So I was willing to to think, all right, like... um, I'm seriously considering getting a PS4 because I have some some gift card balance saved up in, in Amazon. Much um, cash. Much cash. Much saved. Uh, and so I, I like if if the the uh, pre-orders weren't all sold out, I would have already uh, pre-ordered one. I don't know if I'll manage to get one, but yeah, no, I was I was like, yeah, okay, I'll get it, and and I'd probably pick up Watch Dogs because what else would I pick up with a yeah. PS4? Killzone. Um, no. God. Pretty sure that that's not what I was going to pick up, um, but yeah, no, I it's entirely possible. Now, if anyone I, to my face suggests Killzone as a viable option as a, a video game alternative gonna, to anything, I'm just going to punch up. Kill, you'll kill their zone. Yeah. Okay. Just, I so, love I love like the unmitigated Killzone hate we have going on this cast. <laughs> I think I've played the demo of one. I've of the played. Killzone. Killzone 2 and Killzone 3, and I did not have a terrible time playing them, but I understand why people are kind of like, well, oh, it's just, God. I, it's funny. Like, I don't hate it. Like, that's the thing. Like, I would actually be more okay with the game if it was terrible. I just feel like it is so mediocre. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so it's, just, like, It's pretty average. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, so average that I just can't, that I just, like, quit. So quit thrusting so, this on me. As so as we're changing actual. our grade scale for C to be kill zone. It's just like, yeah, I gave it a kill zone on the old gamer sushi scale. <laughs> no, I've given I've given games I like a C. Yeah, on our scale, on our new scale. So D. Yeah, like Sonic Generations. I think I gave that a C, and I loved that game. Yeah, I'd give. Yeah, I could see that. All right, so maybe kill zone's the new D. It moves out the old D, which was Assassin's Creed Three. Which is now an F. Dude, Assassin's Creed 3 is an F. <laughs> yeah, I should probably go back and change that to an F. <laughs> that game is such an F. Um, okay, was, sorry. I, yeah, I've interrupted oh, Jeff right. like four times. Oh, so no, I don't think I'm going to get a PS4. Um, well, Dang. I mean... Uh, Not right away. Well, yeah. Well, it, it's part of the problem is that I, I basically can't pre-order it because there's... Yeah. You know, it's just not right, going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, why jump through the hoops now to do it? Yeah. I mean, I guess there might be some available in November, but why should I really worry about that? Like... I don't see myself doing what I did for the Wii when I made the effort to... Like, this was before I had any other gaming consoles and I had been out of gaming for years. I actually signed up for tracking systems that would tell me when local targets had Wiis in stock so that I could drive there and get one. Um, I'm not going to make that kind of effort for another console ever again. So, Yeah. Yeah, there's really no point to that. The thing, like, it makes sense that they would delay it. I don't know if there's... I mean, they showed so many, like, 16-minute gameplay videos of it that it didn't seem like it was broken or anything. But wasn't that yeah. the only segment of the game that they showed or something? Yeah, but yeah. also, what my point was going to be is Assassin's Creed was coming out within, like, two weeks of it as well. And it seemed weird that they would, like, cannibalize, potentially cannibalize the sales of their, one of their games mm-hmm. by two releasing open world games. two open-world games right. within two weeks of each other. Well, it, so it, it makes sense. Sad. They did that last year when Far Cry 3 and Assassin's Creed 3 hit within a couple of weeks of each other. I feel like those are different enough. They're still yeah. open, open world games, but yeah, yeah one's a first-person shooter Cry... and one's a third-person I mean, action game. Always felt like Assassin's Creed. Like Watch Dogs. That's true. Always felt like what Assassin's Creed wasn't would be in the future. You know. Mm. So, but no, it's um, yeah, it's it's really weird. It was funny. I saw a comment on Kotaku where someone was freaking out, saying like, "This is just a move for money." But there are other things showing that like, 
there's something like their sales like their sales projections are like 500 million off now because of watchdogs and something else uh, being moved and oh, i was like not, i think i read today that they expect watchdogs to sell 6.7 million copies or something i guess mm-hmm. between all the the different you know platforms and everything that's interesting so. for a for a brand new ip yeah, so maybe that's the thing they want to get. Well, but see, maybe that's, more that's, of an install base. But that's, that's, that's the thing. The People thing. were buying those consoles for that yeah. game. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like with a new IP getting released with new consoles, it's a lot a, of people is good. People are gonna buy it. Yeah, like more people are gonna buy it because it is to have something to play. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and it and I I kind of feel like they're they're gonna sell like even if the game is great, they probably would have sold more if it came out right with release. Yeah, because yeah, like probably one of the get Assassin's Creed Four now, which is a little sad, but yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, I know not, not to disparage like whatever console choice anyone's going, but like I wanted to buy a new game, a new franchise with my new console. The thought of buying a sequel like you know Assassin's Creed or Killzone or like Forza with yeah, my brand new console <laughs> that just pisses me. I was like, I have yeah. no fucking interest in doing that yeah i, I like you you made the tweet about that and i really like that tweet i meant to tell you because i was like yeah oh, like that, that perfectly sums up the way you know what i mean yeah. like that's what's so exciting like yeah like i understand you being maybe excited for those games and want to play them but like my first game i wanted it to be new i was like am i gonna have to buy what is that game called shit what's the the kitty game for the ps4 i can't remember its name right now uh, knack. i know what you're talking about knack thank you Nack yeah, actually looks kind of cool. I, it looks fun, and I mean, it was the guy. Who I remember made the when, the, when, when this console generation started. I kept talking about the Xbox 360 that was the one I was interested in because it had new IPs. You know, like mm-hmm. new IPs are what you want, um, right. For this, and I had a little mini freak out when Watch Dogs, <laughs> a little panic attack, where I was like, maybe I should just get a, a one. You know, I started flipping. Yeah, that was kind of fun but to watch. I, I calmed down. <laughs> I was just that, like, that's how excited I was about Watch Dogs. Yeah. And I was just so to play something. You know, I was that... going to invade your game constantly yeah. and just totally ruin your day. I was going to get the app and just fuck with you. So, so Eddie, if, if you got a one, what would be the, the game that would be the system seller for you, though? <sighs> Not Nothing, really. I mean, I'd, I'd probably play Forza because I really so, like Forza. So basically, Forza. You're, you're, it would just be like, what system should I get by default, almost? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, I was, see, like, when we were talking about it on, on Twitter... Like I'm probably only getting one of these consoles for several years, um, and you are probably going to get both of them, you know, um, sooner than I am. So, you know, once I once I found out that you were more interested in both sooner than me, that's when I was like, oh, we're on different wavelengths. There's no, <laughs> you know, there's no conversation here. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's it's a matter of spending the hundred dollars now or later. Although, yeah. honestly, what I what I would much like in my head, I think I'll probably get a one. But what I'd much prefer is to have the four and the Steam box. And if that ends up being enough, then screw it. I'll just wait for the one. You know what I mean? Like I'd like to have yeah. that experience, have them both together, and know that like okay, you're covered. Mm-hmm. You know. But without anything to play on my PS4, I'll feel like I'm lacking something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because if all you're using it you for know? is a Blu-ray player, yeah, why did that's you what I could have done with my PS3. Yeah. So, anyway, there's I'm, still a lot I'm, of good games coming out for the PS3. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Batman and, uh, game, the Final uh, Fantasy, Dark Souls two. Well, yeah, Final Fantasy. I actually just watched the first videos of that because I that actually looks really been, good. I've been purposely kind of staying away from it, and then I looked at some videos this week. And I was like, oh man, this looks really good, actually. Yeah, like, like really uh, open, uh, open, uh, and they the have the lightning uh, returns. Lightning returns. Yeah. yeah. Did you know and that Lightning's cup size changes depend on which, depending on which outfit she's wearing? Totally makes sense. I can understand it. Right? <laughs> exactly. He's actually attained divine powers in the last game. 
It's good that they're putting dev time into that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that makes me. That's what the crunch is for, baby. Well, obviously, some <laughs> of the outfits come with push-up bras, and some don't. I mean, it's well, that's totally what I like about the outfits is some of them like she dresses like old school Final Fantasy. There's one where she looks like uh, like Locke from Final Fantasy VI. When I saw that, I was like, <gasps> okay, so Anthony, we were on the subject oh, no. of Final Fantasy. <sighs> no. You did it. You brought it here. We were on the subject of Final Fantasy. I want you to talk about a quote that you read today. Okay. Regarding your favorite franchise. Okay. If you want to skip well, over the sounds of Anthony sobbing, please fast forward to. If you want to hear a live suicide, <laughs> it's too late. It, it already no, happened no, by the time you heard this. Fast forward for the next 15 minutes as, as he weeps. Openly. Okay. So the article I read uh, during an interview with Tets- Tetsuya Numura, the guy who was the director of Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy, basically the reason that Final Fantasy is always delayed lately because he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> Who, by the way, let me just the guy in charge of Final Fantasy, basically. The guy in charge of Final Fantasy who says he doesn't have time to play games anymore, but he watches two movies a night. And in the middle of making Final Fantasy versus 13, which became 15, he almost started over and wanted to make the whole thing a musical because he had just watched, um, what was that movie? Les Mis. Les Mis. He just watched Les Mis and he wanted to bring, come in the next day and like turn it into a musical. Now, we've talked about that before, but there was a new quote. There's a new quote. Yeah, I'm just giving context. Okay. Yeah. Already the crazy. Uh, when asked what he thought of the PS4, he said, it's too much. As in, there's too many possibilities and things you can do. And as a ja- as a, it challenges the developer to decide what they can use, what they, can, what they can't use. And it increases the expectations. It basically gives him so many options that he, doesn't, um, he won't know what to do. This means there will never be another Final Fantasy ever released again. Ever. <laughs> Wait, he because actually just got said, a PS5 did, no. launch title. He said, he just said, said the was, too much, did he say the too much part, or did you say there will never be another Final Fantasy? No, he, he, he didn't I'm say saying that part. If you use inferences here <laughs> and fact, translate it, there will never be another Final Fantasy. This guy already can't get a Final Fantasy game out. Okay. There's okay. no Already way. can't do it in six years. So, so basically what you're saying is that his, his uh, indecisiveness and flights, be of, flights of wild fa- fancy, are, it'll be like... The next generation after this one before he releases another. If he can't figure out the PS3 and he's intimidated by the PS4, I'm just never going to get another Final Fantasy again ever. That's it. That's it. Well, you won't. Why does he still work there? (laughs) What'd you say, Eddie? I said you won't have a choice because there won't be any. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, and the good thing is there'll be no Kingdom Hearts three, so at least humanity is safe from that. There was a first gameplay clip of Kingdom Hearts three. I know. I was stunned by that. Yeah, I'm like, so too bad we won't play this game till like 2019. <laughs> uh, I don't know why he still works there. They really just need to take uh, it away from him and just slap him in the face and say, hey, why don't you play a game that's been released in the last five years and you can see how different they are. Yeah. Bitch. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony I'm coming hard. I'm not trying to be funny or clever here. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just really pissed off Speaking about this. Speaking from the heart. That's yeah. what Anthony I don't does. know. It, it, it definitely seems like they've been kind of willing to try new things with the Final Fantasy franchise in the last couple years. Somebody must have talked some sense into someone because even though there haven't been, like, I guess what you would consider the traditional new Final Fantasy games, like the the official numbered ones, the fact that uh, 13 is a trilogy and... No, that's, that's fine. It's, it's something, you know, you know, in the meantime. Like, I mean, you guys all really loved X... Or, what is it, 13 too? Yeah. Oh, so, we love... Yeah, we love thirteen too. So I mean, that, I didn't that, love it like I love Final Fantasy games, but I like I liked yeah. it a lot. Okay, so but I still feel like that's a, a it's a step in the right direction. You know, that's a yes. mark in the wind column. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's a question of when was the last time there was really a, a a true Final Fantasy game that you you know 
like the main numbered game that you loved? Like when was the last one? I lo- I loved twelve, okay. but a lot of people didn't. But the I last twelve one before that was nine. I think nine. So, I've been listening I mean, to the soundtrack of eight and nine this last yeah. week, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I guess I would almost argue that this this has been sort of on a long, slow decline for a long time. Oh yeah, time. that's my yeah. that's my worry that the ship will never be righted. Yeah, and this is just what we've got now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what which is sad bother me for a long time and and i feel like people viewed those games as not popular anymore but i think it's because they've released so many crappy ones yeah you know what i mean that i don't think yeah. anyone no one makes them unless they're making kind of like the penny arcade games where it's just old style with like super nintendo graphics i'm like we never there's no way we reached the pinnacle of that genre in like 2000 2004 or 5 you know when final fantasy 9 was released whatever year that was that no, like, that was like 2001 was like, or two. Like, there's no, no it was, way. Uh, it was um, hold on. It was like 1999. I thought it was 2001 it was for Final Fantasy IX uh, or 2000. To the Google. 2000. It came out in 2000. July 2000. Yeah, because yeah, 2000. Yeah. So there's right there's no way we reached the pinnacle of that genre in like 13 years ago yeah. and just haven't and it's all been declining. Like, there's no way. By the way, um. With regards, someone asked the director of the Lightning Returns whether this would be the last game with lightning in it, and he says, you know, she may make an appearance in, like, other games, but this will be the last part of her, you know, main story, and he says it's time to give these people a break because we've been working on Final Fantasy thirteen games since 2004. God. So and I just Blech. saw that, and I was just, like, I lost consciousness, slammed my head in the keyboard for a couple minutes. It was... How it was, many games did Halo come out with in the same kind of time window? <laughs> Like seven. <laughs> How many Assassin's Creed have there been uh, since? Yeah. No. Well, no, I mean that's that's the thing. Like you got the impression that they they, you know, put so much into Final Fantasy thirteen, and when it didn't really get the critical reception that I'm sure they wanted, they even if it had been like critically, uh, everybody loved it. They they probably felt like they had to keep using those assets and all that stuff. And that's yeah, yeah that's you know? that's fine. They invested like, so much in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and because it, it got the games out quicker and everything mm. like that, it's just the fact that it took so long for that to even happen in the first place. Like there was a lot of problems from the beginning, but you know, maybe they're maybe they're going to write the ship now. Whatever. I just I I'm so over Tetsuya Nomura. Like I just, you just <laughs> so, don't so even do you, know. Do you feel like they need somebody like hugely revisionist to come? Like, do they need yes. a JJ JJ Abrams moment where like they need to bring the guy who made um, the other like Final Fantasy IX and who did Tactics. Or even the guy. Yeah, there's a, there, they, they had like basically different teams that were in charge yeah. of the different ones. It was like Tactics Seven, Six, and Nine were the same people, right? And uh, then Eight and Ten and Twelve, I think were a, was a different team. Yeah, I want to um, say there was a guy, uh, Hiroyuki Ito. He's the one that did. He's the director of Final Fantasy Six, Nine, and Twelve, and he okay. created the battle systems in Four, Five, Six, uh, Eight, Nine, Twelve, and Tactics. He needs to Good be in resume. charge of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good. good it's a pretty good resume. He, I'm the one. He is my hope for the person that they put in charge of it, but probably never happen again. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's more likely that I don't even think he's put, with them anymore. Like, what do you think is more likely that they'll they'll put you know a guy who, uh, like that who is sort of like uh, familiar with the the franchise and and has some some ideas that you've liked in the past, or do you think it's more likely that you know somebody will get fired or die and they'll just hire some like wackadoo guy to just do, you know, completely reboot the whole thing? Um, they'll probably do something from within, but it wouldn't hurt yeah, if I they think went outside. From within, yeah, yeah. The, just sad. The, the, I think it would the, just be an inbreeding of you know. 
Like I don't like I love Final Fantasy VII, but it is because of Final Fantasy VII that Nomura has so much power. Yeah. Like because it's the Final Fantasy that's like heralded and still stands the test of time, you know, in terms of nostalgia and makes money and everything. And it's one of those games that like it was too successful because it set the company on a bad path. Yeah. No, I agree with that. So I agree. It's with not that. the game's fault. The game is great, but yeah. Yeah. Dang, okay, we'll move on from this. Crap. We'll move do. on from this. Uh, so <laughs> it makes Mitch. me glad I've never played a game in that series, so I'm not crushed like you guys are. Dude, um, if six comes to iPhone, you should play it. You should know, play it because know, it's not too dissimilar from Pokemon. The, I know you're kind of with me on the classic games thing that at a certain point there's just not time to go back and play them, but if six is, is available on an iPhone, I'd say go for it. Because you could play it in between things. They're going to streamline it so you don't have to grind as much, and the story is actually great, and I love the world. The music... Uh, it's a fantastic game. It's probably one of the best games ever made. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Alright, well, you know, don't oversell it. My no, work here is done. So, drop the game, mic. I look, I look on it more fondly the more time I spend away from it, too. Um, now that you've actually yeah. beaten it? Yes. Uh, Mitch, you should talk about, because we talked a little bit earlier about Crunch, or Anthony made a joke about it, you should talk about Rise. Introduce that topic. Sure, I'll talk about Rise. Lord um, Vader. <laughs> Rise. Where was the where was the connect? It was alive. I felt it. No. <laughs> it seems in your apathy you killed you it. You walked it back. <laughs> oh man. Star Wars. Yeah. Um so alert. alert. <laughs> so over the last over the last couple of days there was a this tweet going around called Rise Facts, and basically what it was was the official Twitter account for Rise Son of Rome, a uh, third-person action game for the Xbox One, uh, tweeted about the fact that they serve their they have served their team about uh, eleven thousand five hundred lunch or dinners or something like that over yeah, dinners, the crunch period. Dinners. Yeah, so they serve them like twelve thousand dinners over the crunch time for the game, and the Twitter account was trying to spin that like it was a point, like a bragging point. Like, they should be proud of the fact that they were crunching and they had to make their team stay late enough to eat, like, 12,000 dinners. So people just, like, took that, like, RiseFacts hashtag and started running away with it and basically tried to raise awareness about the conditions of crunching in the industry and how much of a rampant problem it is and how it doesn't get spoken and why they shouldn't try to spin it as something positive. Yeah, well, and, and so when, when Nick saw that, like, we were kind of discussing this in, in uh, email I I feel like crunch is clearly terrible practice. It, it's it's the reason why the games industry doesn't have people with long careers. It's because um, they hire young guys and, and girls right out of school who are desperate for a job, who don't have a family, who don't have kids, and they burn them out, or you know they leave because they realize that they can't get married or or have children unless they switch careers entirely so you know it's it's a very young industry that never learns from itself and it's just this you know self-defeating endless cycle of of people who never build up the uh experience they really need to change the way things should be working um but yeah i mean that's the thing like so we were talking about it in in the email thread and, and nick was like yeah, but I, I can see how people get it. They're like, well, we've been through the wars. You know, we did this. We earned it. And it's true about the movie industry, too. 
You know, there. Well, I, re- I remember back when we did uh, theater. Whenever you know, yeah. what I mean, like after going through all the production hours and like uh, bloody Saturdays and stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was always like, it was like yeah. a badge of honor. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I remember people in in set building just like, yeah, I bled on that set. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and devs always take in, in my view. They always seem to say like, we're working hard to make these games for you guys, and so it just, you know, it just felt one of those things like this is what we go through for you. You know, like. I really don't know if, it, to me, it didn't really feel like bragging. It just felt like we're just stating a fact of like, hey, look how long this game took to make. Oh, my God. Because that game's been in development for seven years. I don't know how many people are working on the game, but it's probably at least 200. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone did math and said if it was 200 over seven years, um, then that's like 58 days worth of crunch, which isn't that bad. Crunch is terrible. But my view on this particular thing is we don't know how much of how much crunch there was we don't know how many people are working on the game we don't, it's a number that we don't really know the context of and everybody freaking out and doing what they were doing i understand like the soapbox about crunch is legitimate but in this case i was like we don't know and so, everyone was freaking so out I, well I, I think it's I more think it, i think it's more the point of like they're trying to pass off like terrible working conditions as like uh something to be proud of well, more than terrible, or maybe it's because Anthony's right. Or terrible like business context, practices. Ter- terrible, terrible management. Yeah, I mean, like that's what I mean. And if you, there's a great Polygon story about the development of Rise, and it's like a litany of problems. They're like, oh, let's make it motion control. Let's take it away. Oh, it was supposed to be a 360 game. Oh, now it's not. And they would just like just throw shit at the wall and see what would work. And eventually now they finally figured something out. And it, now, However, it, we do have enough context to know that there's been probably years of crunch time, which is yeah. not good. You know right. what I mean? They like, said they crunched for a month and a half just to get ready for E3. Yeah, so I mean they've they've been probably been in crunch mode for several years, which that's not okay no, to have been because for people to be pulling probably seven day work weeks and stuff like that away from their families and stuff, and probably for not much pay. That if it's been going on, you know, probably not the full seven years, but probably at several points over the last several seven years, that's yeah. nuts. And, and honestly, like. Okay, even without any context, I would argue that just bragging about that specific kind of thing uh, in, in public is unprofessional. Um, I agree. I just, like I said, I don't. I didn't take it as bragging. But well, I mean, I, no, I th- I think that's they're they're like look at what you know. Okay, so why? I think they're just the sort of like giving an idea the, of like how much. What are the potential the reasons that you would say that? It's it's like look at how hard we worked on this. I I I feel like that homework is, for us get free dinners. Yeah, yeah, you know. Free dinners and never see your family again. A lot of uh, tech companies do that kind of stuff. Like they, you know, uh, that's one of the problems with with Google or or other places where it's like you you don't have to go home uh, to eat because they have such awesome food. And and, yeah, that's their goal. It it encourages you to stay and work overtime because you know that you can eat in the office. And that's actually not good. so I, yeah, I they know. have I laundry. Mean, they have all kinds of stuff. Yeah, there I, I mean, I, yeah, understand, like, I understand the, the 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 personal badge of like, you know, going through the wars and and really getting something done. But I still kind of feel like that's something that should should remain. I don't know. Like I, it, I feel like that's inside baseball stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's not something that really you, you should shouldn't be, be telling people that. Yeah. Right. No, it's yeah, it's 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 not pertinent information to anybody yeah. i don't see what the purpose of it and, and was. I, i'm also kind of skeptical like i i kind of feel like any industry that relies constantly on needing to go through the wars to get something done 
Yeah. It's probably you need to look at their business yeah, model. And, yeah. And, and I, I include the movie industry in that. Oh yeah. You know, like just because it's the way it's been like done. it's regular practice to just mistreat and overwork people in the movie industry. Like yeah. just it's just that's just the way it is. And if you want to do it, like like I admire what like Jason, Daniel, and Nick do because it's like if you just want to succeed or go anywhere, that you have to be willing to be treated like crap. Yeah, I mean they're they're in pretty good condition. <laughs> yeah, they are. But uh, Jace sometimes yeah. it sounds Jace, like Jace has apparently worked on music videos that were just like heinous. Like yeah, sixteen-hour shoots. For oh yeah, because they do it like in two days, and right. they just—they don't um, stop. Wait, for they still make music videos. Uh, yeah, <laughs> rappers what? make With music videos. Product, yeah. product yeah, like, placement is really the only way music videos get made anymore. Yeah, yeah. like um, Gundam style. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you heard of that one? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was a famous one. I, I, you know, I might have heard of it. Um, what was I going to say? I don't I'm know. It, it, like those guys are actually pretty lucky because they have unions to back them up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, all three of them are union members, I believe. I know, I know Nick is, and I'm pretty sure I know sure Nick Daniel, is. Yeah. Nick is, yes. So that's the thing. Like, I don't think the people working in the tech industry have unions to back them up like guys in the movie industry do. Yeah, you just have to take it. <laughs> yep. And, and so that is one, one way the movie industry actually has it better than the tech industry is that, you know, even though I'm sure people working in the movie industry have to go through ridiculous hours, they have that bargaining power to make sure that they get paid fairly, that they get breaks when they're supposed to, you know, there's, there's basic rules that have to be followed. And that's, I mean, that's the big difference is that like, you know, this, this country has like, I'm getting a little political now, but <laughs> I mean, but that, that's the thing. Like this is an old band cast. When you no, start being no, like, this some, country has no, some, somehow the movie industry is one of the few areas of like the American workforce that still has really strong unions. And, and there are other I- industries that probably really need them, but probably won't ever get them because of how, like, this country treats unions nowadays. So Yeah, it's, like, always with derision now. Mm-hmm. Oh, these unions. They right. got us all this health care stuff a long time ago. Now, fuck them. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it, like, that that's the thing. Like, I don't think they should have been talking about this in, in public, but at, I think the real core of the issue is that the industry needs to look really closely and, and start to understand that just because you can take, like, it's so horrible that basically it's come to, they know they can take advantage of, of young, excited yes. uh, programmers and just put them through the ringer. And it doesn't matter if they burn them out because there's always like a dozen new, young, excited programmers waiting in the wings to get yeah, waiting, same waiting to get a Yeah, waiting to get a video game job. I mean, yeah. how do you fix that? How do you fix that? Well, and that's that's probably why it's so compelling for some people to, to go to indie game stuff. But then, you know, they deal with some of the same things because it's like, oh, we have to get, you know, to get it published, you have right, to meet a certain deadline. And, yeah. you know. Well, you know, you go to an indie game thing, it's like, well, we have to get it published and we're only three guys. So, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no escaping. I mean, th- that's why sometimes, like, you know, silver lining looking back on, like, the, the whole bungee thing, I'm like, you know what? I'd probably have to, like, be around for crunch things and that would not be good. <laughs> so. I don't like being away from home that much. No, me neither. I like my apps. I, I was I like very annoyed with a guy at work as I was like walking in after like you know like Labor Day or Memorial Day or something like that, and I was walking next to him as we were walking in, and he was like, you know, it was like after Christmas break I think actually, and he was like, oh, how is uh you know, you know how are you doing today? And I'm like, I was like, I'm good. I would rather you know still be at home with you know my family and all that, and he's like, well, you know, this isn't volunteer work. They do pay us to be here, and it's like. <laughs> Yes, asshole, but I still would rather be home with my family. 
no matter what, always. No matter how much, you know what I mean? Like, man, what a I'd jerk. Rather be home. I was like, fuck you, asshole. Wow, to this man. day, I don't like that guy. <laughs> to this day. That was <laughs> it. Like, he's basically just like, stop complaining. That's dumb. Yeah, like, stop complaining. I'm like, well, it's easy for you to say. You make more money than I do. So, but I'll always, no matter how much money I, I, I ever will make, yeah. I will always be like, no, I, I mean, would that, be that's, home. That, that's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't think it's invalid to uh, say that you want to have a good work-life balance. And for him yes, to immediately yeah. just be like, oh, well, you know, pff, it's your own fault, man. You know, solve it yourself. It's just like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I really lost a lot of respect for that guy that day. Meh. All right. Well, so so and and then of course we don't even know how the game is. Like all we know about the game, like I kind of feel <laughs> like that's the, that, that's the that's the worst. I bet it's not good. No, I bet it's not good. But I, that's I the thought worst. it was okay at PAX. Oh really? It didn't seem as bad as I thought it would be. But they probably so, like always endorsement. a ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the only discussion of the of the game now is probably going to be how terrible the working conditions are. Like yeah. that's that's. Who thought that that was good PR on that part? Yeah. In the in the first place. Yeah, I'm looking at their tweets now, and they haven't really tweeted since then. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I mean, I, yeah, I do. I do understand what some of Anthony's original take was on this too. Just about the, like a little bit of a spin of controversy and stuff. I'm sure they're very surprised. Like we were just quoting a cool stat about how much pizza we give our developers. Well, and they're we probably yeah. com- you know they're coming you know. from the inside where it, you know yeah. they're in their bubble, man. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so some other things that came out uh, this week. Um, before we get to talking about like Pokemon and GTA, I wanted Jeff to talk a little bit about uh, w- The Wolf Among Us from Telltale Games because that came out cool. just this last week. Uh, Jeff played it, put a little mini review up, and I've, I've been dying to play this. It's so weird. Like I feel like I didn't even know about the game till like a week and a half ago, and then it was out, and then it's getting received really well. Well, the funny thing is that like I had, I had heard about it, and I was excited about it, but I had completely forgotten it was even coming out until I saw it show up for pre-order on Steam. And I actually pre-ordered it, like, just... Uh, I was I was willing to, to go with it, just on the, the balance of the walk. I remember day. reading a really interesting Game Informer story on it and it catching my eye a couple months ago. Uh, yeah, and then forgetting about I, it. I subscribed to Game Informer, but I, lit, I never read it. I, I think I have, like, 20 issues that I've never read. So... Uh, <laughs> it takes me the full month to get through it. Usually. I read I read Game Informer when uh, when other websites steal their content and repost it. That's how I read it. <laughs> yeah, um, I read it in the bathroom. But but yeah, so so I you know I was I pre-ordered it like a couple days before it came out, and this was when I was still unemployed when it actually like released. So I was able to download it on the day it came out and and immediately start playing it. Um, and I had finished it by like one or two in the afternoon on, on the Friday it was released. So I was like, yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's so, so cool. Um, one of the things I, I like the most about it is that, so if it, it uses the same kind of art style in the walking dead, it's, it, it kind of feels like their, their house style almost now, like the way the characters look, that certain type mm-hmm. of animation, which is very cool. Um, so I like that they're kind of sticking with that an- animation style, but it, it still like fits with the the comic series. And actually, like the other thing is, you, like if you watch, um, there are points where they're like very clearly reusing um, the drawings from the comics themselves. Like there's rooms that the backgrounds are lifted entirely from the books. 
um, and, and like made real, which is pretty cool. But uh, the other cool thing that they do with it is that it takes that basic style, but it also gives it this like dirty 80s, you know, pink neon feel. It's got like that kind of drive, noirish feel to it, you know, where it's it's like brightly lit, but sleazy and dark and... I don't know. I had a lot of fun playing it. it, it You're really... turning me on. <laughs> so, so it it was most similar to the later episodes of The Walking Dead in that there are no puzzles to solve. You know, nice. it's it's not something you're going to get lost doing. It's it it is literally like I would be very surprised at anyone who doesn't finish it in about two hours of playtime. Um, you know, I downloaded it. I immediately started playing it and finished it without stopping. Um, so it's it's all like dialogue scenes and uh, a couple fight scenes with quick time events, but I, it, it feels like they they took everything they learned from The Walking Dead, streamlined it, and then pumped it up with like an even cooler art style and really awesome music. And I don't know that it, it's kind of interesting how like Telltale has gone from being the company that sort of revived old adventure games like uh, Tales of Monkey Island and um, the Sam and Max games, which are still very much in that old style of, of adventure game where you have to click everything in the room and find the random bullshit that you're supposed to put into the other random mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. to get to, you know, like if you've played Sam and Max and, and Monkey Island, it's, it's very much like, okay, where I have a whoopee cushion. What, what am I supposed to do with the whoopee cushion? Yeah, where do I take this? And oh, who, there's a machete what? over there. Maybe, or like the know. first episode of The Walking Dead when you had to turn the batteries around. Right, exactly. Stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. I mean, and I they've was, now, and they've evolved it. I was, think, I was thinking about that, and it was like, you know, I, I've always loved adventure games, but adventure games are also some of the games I'm most likely not to finish because I get stumped on a puzzle. Um the funny thing about all those classic adventure games is that, like, if you know how to solve the puzzles, they're about 45 minutes long. Like, Maniac Mansion. Yeah. They, like, if you know what the solutions are, the game has barely any content because it's it's designed for for you to be stumped for hours at a time. So I actually prefer the way Telltale has gone. And actually, instead of just, you know, filling for time by making it impossible to solve... They've filled it with story and content and characterization and like cool little elements about the world. And also, I was already a fan of Fables, um, which are, are great comics, which it was funny. Like, I played the game and then I went to the library and got the first three volumes of the comics and I read them all in one sitting. So I basically had like an entire mm. Fables Friday. Anyways, that's, that's a lot of me saying you guys should definitely buy The Wolf Among Us. Like, I, I feel like it's already in the first episode better than in some ways than the walking dead i'm interested in playing it because i'm a little i, I really like the la, you know the walking dead 400 days whatever but i just i don't know i'm a little tired of the walking dead so i feel like playing a game that's like it but different would probably be good because then it would just sort of give me a little refresher from it I'm kind well, of curious. Cause, yeah i just want i want more games in that style yeah. where it's you know what i mean like just give me something cool to interact with and give me an interactive story and um, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what you think of it, Eddie, because I know that, like, as a dad, you really sort of that the whole Clementine relationship, like, you really keyed into that. And The Wolf Among Us doesn't have that same kind of structure. 
You know? Yeah, I've heard that some some people leveled against it that it doesn't have like a moral center. You know, that Clementine not having like gave the Walking Dead games a moral center that the Wolf Among Us doesn't have. Yeah, and I mean, I, I read one review. Uh, I think it was Kuchera on Penny Arcade was saying like he felt like there wasn't as much tension because he didn't have to worry about you know how it would affect Clementine. Someone else, yeah. Yeah, but I kind of feel like. What you, maybe what you lose in tension, you gain in the possibility of much worse things happening. <laughs> yeah, you know, like. The, and they, also, you can't expect that in every single game they make. Oh well, yeah, uh, you yeah, can't judge it. it based off. Yeah, what's he supposed to have that. like a little girl sidekick character? Yeah, should there that, always you know, be a little girl yeah. side. That's that's kind of a, a silly complaint. Well, you know, and, you can't. and actually, like having read the comics, the end of the first episode is very interesting. I cannot tell you any more than that. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. I So, like, that for me, as someone who is familiar with what happens in... I've, I've read through maybe, like, issue 50 or 60 of the comics a couple years ago. Um, I'm really interested to see how the game plays out because of that. So, so even though there's not the Clementine character, there is also that sort of tension between the fact that the, the game is considered canonical it's a prequel and it's like signed off on by the creator of the comics that it is. It seems like that would limit your choices and the outcomes. Which is again, why you will be surprised by the end of the hmm. first episode. <laughs> well, the walking dead game was also canonical, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was yeah, happening. But it's dealing during... with, separate, yeah, it's dealing with totally yeah, separate characters during. that don't intersect. Yeah, they, like Lynn. one of them will make an appearance and then flee in five minutes. Right. Yeah. So no, want... Bigby is the, like, basically the main character of fables for a, a good long time i i think i've read that like he's sort of in the background in the comics more now because it's it's like it's on like issue 134 or something which is really oh. rare for like modern comics to run that long um but yeah no he's it like all the characters that show up in the game are pretty prominent characters in the, the comics that already have like established established stories so interesting yeah, I definitely want to play it badly. Yeah, I feel I'm like... thinking I might wait until the winter Steam sale, see really? if I can pick it, pick it up. You know, the yeah. whole thing for a little bit less. I mean, the whole yeah, the whole season. Is... I mean, if I end up with nothing to play in the right. next couple of weeks, sure. But I'm thinking GTA Five will keep me busy right. still for a little while. Yeah, and, and I mean, the thing is, the whole season is like twenty five bucks, but there is some likelihood that they. Uh, yeah, I know they didn't stick with the monthly schedule for The Walking Dead, although I didn't notice because I waited to play I, it I was so glad long. they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I needed more of a break than just one month from that game. <laughs> so, I mean, it's brutal. likely that, that, you know, it's a two-hour episode. It's entirely likely that they won't have another episode ready soon enough. So, maybe, nice. if, you, maybe if you wait until the next sale, you're, you'll be able to get it with, like, three or four episodes at a time. Nice. Well, we were just talking about GTA Five. I was going to move to Pokemon next, but since this was kind of just focused on one person, I'd like for all of us to be involved in the GTA Five conversation. Yeah, did, I, I we had can like do Pokemon. Long, I had a very long conversation with myself. That no, was, that was good. I, I, I really enjoyed hearing about it. Um, it was very interesting listening to you talk to yourself. <laughs> I agree with about yourself. You said. <laughs> yeah. So, but does it make sense? I think I want to do GTA Five since we can all participate, and then we'll go to Pokemon since that'll be Anthony and Mitch, and they can take us home. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so GTA Five. Um, I know Anthony's finished it. 
Um, there's a few things to talk about with GTA 5. There's still more story stuff we can talk about a little bit because I think me and Jeff are pretty much the exact same spot. Um, I'm not Mitch. sure where Mitch is. Oh, no, wait, you start playing it, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, no, I... What? Jeff's been playing it. Dude, oh, I, okay, I didn't know that. No, I, Yeah, I mean, yeah. he started playing it after he got offended. we did. He was like, what? what? Sorry, he didn't have you a don't... job, so Jeff just, like, caught up. Well, oh, I yeah, got, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I got a, a gift card from my work after I, I my job ended, so I had, like, money burning a hole in my, my pocket, and I bought it. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. So, and then there's also a little bit of GTA 5, or GTA Online stuff we can talk about, um... So, but first, I think I'd really like to talk about where everyone is in the story, and we're going to be some mild, mild spoilers in this. Um, uh, I, I want to keep away from super specific spoilers. We might talk a little bit about mission details and stuff, um, but I think that'll probably be about it. Mitch, where are you in the game? Uh, I, f- I feel like this has been talked about enough outside of just this podcast, so I feel safe saying where I am. I'm near like the torture area. I just beat that. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. so I think I'm... I think I'm a good bit ahead of you. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, nice? I think I'm. I think I'm definitely the furthest behind. So yeah, Pokemon nice really put a. The, yeah, the Pokemon torture. just put a huge dent in my GTA Five playtime. Say Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. It Sorry, also helps that you can jack cars and steal prostitutes in the new Pokemon. So I'm kind of getting the sa- that fixed at the same time. <laughs> Didn't expect that. You know, it is. Ba- it is based in France. So. But that was pretty cool. A uh, quick shout out to all the websites who, before GTA Five ever even came out, let us know that there was a torture scene. That was really brutal and controversial, so thanks for that, guys. I'm really glad you guys all had that great moral conversation before we could even, you know, buy the game. I and then I played it, and I was, it was like, that yeah, it wasn't even that bad. bad. I mean, it, it was wasn't gross, that bad. All this hand-wringing like, and freaking out that everybody does, it's like, you kill anybody you want. Like, yeah. why are you people yeah. so freaking out yeah, about it's like, like, Did it's you not see the mission it's like the most psychotic character. a woman having sex? Like, well, no, and then there was the, there's, there's a worse mi- the mission that actually I thought was worse. Mitch, you're not there yet. Jeff, yeah. I don't think you're quite here. It's a, it's a, Anthony, it's the Polito score, um, which I just did last night. And it's, you're robbing a bank and they basically figure out the only, there's no way to rob this bank and get away clean. So you come out of this bank you know, and this is a slight spoiler. The reveal is you come out of this bank and you're wearing enormous body armor and you just mow down like tons of cops. Corrupt actually, cops. Yeah, the corrupt cops. But actually, yeah. the bigger problem with that than I that did was with pretty, the you know, was like, <laughs> That was pretty bad. That just sounds like GTA V's no Russian. Yeah, no, it was partly because of no Russian, but also because it's sort of based on a real thing. You know, where oh, I guess it was, shit, you're right, it, was, it, is. it was in L.A. where those guys came out and they just had like the crazy body armor and yeah, they just and the, co- the cops couldn't take them down because that would be before yeah. they started like carrying assault rifles in their trunk. Yeah. So I actually had a bigger problem with that scene because your goal that one wasn't was even mentioned. Cops. Yeah. yeah I had a bigger what, problem with that. And that's what they do, though. They take things from movies in real life and, you know, like like they claim like never to have seen Breaking Bad, but oh, they've seen Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And but but yeah, like I don't know, like I just the hand ringing is just getting to be a little old for me on the internet. But it was just annoying that like I didn't get to go into the game clean, even not reading reviews or yeah. stuff like that. Like you know, like everyone's ready before this. Is just slight tangent. I'm sorry. Everyone's ready before the game even comes out with all these like let's talk about the moral consequences of this game that isn't even on sale for another seven days. It's like I don't like it. Stop it, Polygon. That's right. I said it. Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. I just didn't find the torture scene that par- partially because it was Trevor. So it just made sense to me. I'm like, this isn't me doing it. It's Trevor. I still you find know? him charming. I don't care you what know? anyone says. And Trevor is many people insane. 
he's 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 pretty hilarious. I mean, he's, he's so great. great. He's, he's a great. He's character. awful. And then I don't know. I like that I they know, have man. that what one he, What he did to Mister Raspberry Jam is just that was too far. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Well, it just so the torture scene is pretty awful, but I also kind of feel like in context you can kind of see it as satire. And, yeah. And like, yeah, because he gives that whole speech afterwards. About right. What... The, the way it plays out at the end, where it's just like the the thing that I don't know. I yeah, I kind of feel like it's it's really dark satire that may not have exactly hit its mark, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I think part of it may may hinge on the fact that that games still have a hard time with storytelling and and handling moments like that. Um, you know, moments like no Russian or this torture mm-hmm. scene are almost always played for shock and, and never for real narrative, you know, like they're not about character moments or they're not about narrative momentum. No, it was just so they could make a point about how torture is stupid. Right. Yeah. Well, like the, only, like, the only, the um, only, cause yeah, there was a character moment that it hit right after with Trevor where actually Trevor like helps the guy get out, you know? Um, and so it's yeah, like if they had actually played something like that during the torture scene, but yeah, like most video game, they don't know how to, do that <laughs> very well in the moment. Yeah. They don't have to, they don't know how to play those moments the way they they probably should. It was very on the nose too, because after all that torture, he just basically says this very blatant point, and then just like, okay, that's it, like mission over. Yeah, it was, it was strange. It didn't really work, but it didn't really bother me one way or the yeah. other. I was kind of like, oh, that was a whole lot of fuss over nothing. Yeah. Okay, so so Jeff, we haven't heard your thoughts on the podcast. Like, how are you feeling about the game so far? Like, compared to four, and like, are you happy you bought it? And do you feel like it lived up to what we were talking about on the podcast before? And oh yeah, no, I mean, I, like, that's that's the thing. Like, for whatever reason, whatever wall stopped me in in GTA Four, I just have not found in uh, Five. It, it like it feels different from what I remember of the older GTA games. Um, I th- like I think back in the day I finished GTA Vice City. I'm pretty sure that's the one I finished, um, and I played a, a lot of the other. Maybe I played a lot of GTA Three. I, I used to be more interested in, in like doing the mayhem type stuff, like that. That was always like people whenever they talk about GTA games uh, always talk about it as though the only way to play it is to do ridiculous shit and, and mm-hmm. kill everybody and blow stuff up and get five stars. And I don't know. I kind of feel like that gets old really fast. Oh yeah. I did less of that in this game than I did in any other, except for probably GTA Four. Yeah. Um, I mean, I and like, also you're very fragile in this game. You can't really get yeah, right. far doing crazy shit. Well, and my problem is like a lot of times. What there was a point the other day when I was playing as Trevor, and I guess I was in a neighborhood where I was surrounded by gang members because every fucking car I stole had a guy with a gun in it. <laughs> <laughs> And so he would shoot me, and then I'd get a, a star. I'd be like, God damn it, I'm just trying to get to my next mission. Yeah, that's what I would do. It's like, oh, let me get a next mission. 45 minutes later, I'm still being chased by the police, right. and I'm like, leave me alone, <laughs> assholes. So I, I don't know. Like, I prefer the story missions. I prefer the guided experience. They're, they're going See, the forward. story missions are so good in this game. I, I, haven't gotten, really I, haven't, I haven't gotten tired by a single story mission yet. Yeah. Like. Last night I was I did several missions last night and it was like a heist and there was another thing where you're chasing a train on a on a dirt bike and um, I did all cool. these things and I was like man like they've done such a good job with story mission variety um, yeah and in this I, game. I love I love the music during the like I love the score yeah 
Um, I think the radio stations are hit and miss. I usually yeah. end up listening to the Flying Lotus radio, but um, I don't know. Like, I've been, and that's the thing. There, there have been a lot of story missions where I've died like a dozen times, and I'm just like, ah, I suck at this, uh, and it hasn't killed my enjoyment. Whereas yeah. when that would happen in GTA 4, you would get kicked back to the very start of the mission, and I'd be like, oh, fuck this. Yeah, the checkpoints were a real big help. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic. I am my my disappointment right now. I loved the first heist, um, and I liked um, there've been like the uh, the first heist where you're switching between all three of them is awesome. Yeah, uh, where you're doing it for the FIB or whatever, and you're doing the helicopter rappelling down the building. Uh, I loved that one. I feel like the heist haven't quite lived up to their promise, and I'm starting to get the sense that they're not going to completely. Because I yeah, feel like the first one started to fail. Yeah, I feel like the first, first one, one hinted. Us. Yeah, it set a really cool tone, and I was thinking, okay, all the heists after this are going to be a cooler version of this, like a little bit more right. intricate, maybe a little bit more choices. But I feel like I've gotten less choices as the heists have gone on. Yeah, like the Polito score, you have one way to do it. You can just choose between your crew members, hmm. one crew member. That's uh, t- yeah. Cause it seems like if if they had any kind of sense of like building, you know, the final heist. And the game should be the one that like rivals heat or yeah, it should be like crazy and like you have all these different ways to approach it and you can go back and play it multiple ways. Like that'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm getting the sense it's not going to be like that. Um, no, they they weren't as great. I mean, they were still fun, but it, I was a little disappointed with the uh, the rest of the heists. Like I'd love it that they came out with DLC that was just like heists. Right? Me too. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like how cool would that be? <laughs> Just ever more escalating heists. So I guess this could be a spoiler, but do you feel like the game ends in a way that they could continue the story of these characters? Yes. Okay. So because that's the thing. Like I know with 4 they did the the spinoff. Like all the DLC was story, but it wasn't about the main character. Right. Yeah. I feel like they could still do this. And if honestly, if they wanted to just be like, hey, uh, pay $15 and here's like 10 new Trevor missions. Or just Trevor dialogue, and you just sit there and listen to it. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Actually, I love the way these three characters are handled. I wouldn't. I would not be sad if GTA Six was with these characters also. <laughs> yeah, that's because they first. give you every personality. They, and... need, they need to like that needs to be the thing that they stick with from here on yeah. out. They need to. They need to understand that this is the way to do the GTA game that has the balance of craziness and character. <laughs> yeah, you've got the up and comer. You've got the guy who's the professional pure, yeah. yeah the yeah. professional and you got the guy who's pure crazy player id yeah yeah so, it, because it, i love playing i love playing trevor's rampage missions and my <laughs> the last one is absolutely yes, hilarious i told you i told you you'd like <laughs> that one well just the shit that he yells out during all of them like what is it uh am i creepy now he's like mowing i don't remember down. anything he la- yelled out during the last one but i just remember loving it like well yeah and then like during the, the there's one where he fights against the army and they're making fun of him for being Canadian and so it's just like oh the moose is loose and, and <laughs> yeah I thought about you the entire time during that Mitch I was gonna say I, w- I wondered when that was gonna come up <laughs> the, Trevor's the, um, nationality have you guys done the the pot missions yes I've done I did Michaels oh, there's those, Michaels those are pretty and funny. The, and there's a Trevor one, but when Franklin does it, it cracked me up because <laughs> I got really annoyed with the Trevor one or with by the time I did the Trevor one because you're killing like bunnies or clowns right. or whatever. And yeah. so I was like, oh, God, I got to do another one of these. And then Franklin just smokes the weed and he's like, 
what is this? This is nothing. And then like, that's it. Like, there's no mission. Yeah. No, and the guy's like, what? You don't see the aliens? Oh. <laughs> That, that was, that was really great. Fun. It was incredible. <laughs> it's like fine. Well, although actually, I do have to say the missions he gives you after that one are awful. Yeah, yes. I, I did I one of them that. with Franklin. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Worse yeah. than driving a tow truck. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Because no, like, those missions, those I did one of those, and I was like, I got another text from that person in game, and I was like, nope, no thanks. I did all of those just because I liked the dialogue between those two people. Yeah. Between Franklin and the but woman. They're, they're pretty. But ter- they're point A, point A, point B. Pretty. Missions. Yeah. There's one, just drive. there's one tow truck mission where there's a guy who's get like his car is going to get hit by the train. And I liked that one sort that of. Was, yeah, that was the last one. That was good. The only one that I could, the only way I could figure out how to do that was to just push his fucking car out of the way. That's what I did too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Nice. Okay, so GTA Online launched um, between the last cast and this one, and surprise, surprise, it had server issues, which. Big shocker, guys. Day one. Uh, but it sounds like the game has persistently kind of had some more issues. Um, beyond just connectivity, it sounds like there's... Um, it just sounds like it's not quite what people expected. And Anthony's really the only person that's played it, so I'll let Anthony talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it's. I like it a little bit more than I did when I first messed with it, but it's not like you you're in the world of Los Santos with, you know, 16 random people or you can invite well, and your you make, friends. You make and, your own character for it and stuff, right? And it's the, yeah, you, the same character you keep every time you Yeah, you make your you own go. character. You, go, you arrive at the airport um, and Lamar picks you up because it's like a prequel to uh, the actual GTA 5. Oh, okay. And, um, I didn't realize that was supposed to be... The, uh, like yeah, I so played that and I didn't realize that was the context they were yeah, trying to make. Yeah, so... Um, you do that, and then you do like a tutorial race, and then they like send you off to um, like another, like one other mission where you do stuff, and then they just sort of leave you be in the, um, they just leave you be in the world and let you do whatever you know you want, and then there's like these missions you can do, and the mission will be like this corrupt cop has some files, go and get it, and when you step in to do the mission, it like brings in other people from online to do the mission with you. And, like, so it sets up teams and stuff like that. And, like, I guess you unlock more missions later, but right now there's just, like, two missions that I can do. And then there's other places on the map where, like, you can do a race or a team deathmatch. And what's annoying is, like, say I'll go and do the team deathmatch one. And I'll be, like, I'll click, walk into the blue circle, and then I'll click the option to join any instance of this going on in the world. And it never, ever happens, and I have to end up hosting and inviting everybody. And I'm like, I thought a lot of people bought this game and were playing it. Why do I always have to host it every single time and make the settings? And I just want to play. Now, once you do actually get a group going and play, that group then sort of stays with you and you vote on the next event. But I've never had more than five people in one event at all, um, which I've is heard, kind of annoying. The races are fun. I've heard it fun. doesn't explain anything either, that you're just in there and you're like, uh, I guess I'll try to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, that's it. It explains stuff to a degree, but it doesn't. Ex- like, there's a tutorial, and then it explains like, oh, this mission or whatever. But it doesn't tell you that like these are missions, and then you get more missions later if you get levels, I guess. But the rest of the stuff is just regular old online stuff. Like, here's some races, here's some death matches, here's a last man standing. Like, I don't know. I did some races, and they were really fun. 
See, um, I feel like they sold it as this like persistent online world with you and your friends, and like I just imagine like this could do place a bunch of where stuff. Yeah, I feel like yeah that it was a place where you and your friends could goof around, but it sounds like you get punished for killing each other. It sounds like it's also the, just the Wild West. Everyone just shoots you. That there's not a lot to encourage you to to play together. Um, Once I started doing that, I had a little more fun with it because this guy shot me, and then so I just went back and looked for him, and I ran him over with a car, and I'm like. This was kind of fun. Like it's <laughs> my, kind of neat, my, and like someone drives by, and you can just like, I'm gonna fuck this guy's day up. <laughs> my friend Chris said that he uh, he was playing with these two guys, and he just follows them. Like he <laughs> he still he still he stole a cop car, and he just followed them around. And <laughs> you could hear them on voice chat, and they're like, "Man, who is this fool, Beanbone? Why is he following us?" <laughs> like they were so concerned about it. And so they like robbed a store or something, and he parked the cop car across the street and just watched them. <laughs> and then like uh, they got into a they got into a, a cop car chase, and then he stole a helicopter and just flew the helicopter over the chase, like watching, <laughs> and would just like occasionally fly the helicopter down really low and watch them. And they were like, "Man, who is this guy?" And they were like getting so freaked out by it. <laughs> Okay, that's that great. Awesome. I was like, that's yeah, you can have some, you can have some fun like messing around with people. Like, I, like I want to get a couple, you know, all of us into it and just like go on a crazy thing, like messing up people or just bring all happen. the cops, <laughs> bring all the cops to us and like just see if we can get our way out of it. So I I started it. I did start it up. I played through the very first mission. I've heard it's very hard to connect with your friends. I also. like well uh, the thing I that haven't bo- tried to because none of my friends have been online yet. So. <laughs> well, the thing that bothered me was that it puts you immediately into a session with strangers, which I I literally all I wanted to do was do a tutorial by myself with no other humans that I have to worry about. Yeah, to get my feet it, like to get my feet in the world, and then when I'm ready, yeah, I might have sought out like a race or something to find a person, but. Like that to me was off-putting, and I know that I might be the exception when it comes to like. No, no, I wanted to do like the online by myself, but it put me in a race with another guy, and then we had to do our first mission together. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do that because then that's what let me tell you what is boring, is when you're doing like a mission like that with somebody else, and uh, he drives, and unless there's something to shoot at, you just sit there and fiddle with the radio. That's pretty boring to just sit there while this other guy's driving and it you're like doing nothing. It seems like such design for like 2013. You know what I mean? When you've got all this potential to have designed it, it feels like yeah. it feels particularly last gen. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me just tell you this one story of like I played this thing and um, rather than get into the same car, me and this guy got into different cars. We were on the same team and we had to uh, race this other team to get this package and deliver it to this place. And so it was a lot of back and forth of killing each other and taking the package and, you know, like this one guy got it and he was just zooming along up this mountain pass and we managed to both like successfully get his car into a river and kill him and like get the package and right where the package fell is where the goal was. So whoever got to the package then would win and my teammate got to it and we won. And that was really exciting and fun and cool. Uh, And it was only because though, if we'd been in the same car, it would have been really boring. But we yeah. both chose separate cars, and so we were able to, like, ram him together. And, like, you know, one of us would, like, kill him while the other got the package and would take off. And that was fun. I was like, this could be cool. But you have to sort of do it the right way. Yeah, it's a shame. It feels – it sounds like some people are having some cool moments with it. But it's a shame that they're so, like, few and far between and that you have to work so hard for them. Hopefully they, they have some kind of update that they can do for some of these things. Uh, right now it's making it easier for me to choose to get rid of the – the PS3 and GTA, you know, because I thought maybe the online would keep me around for a while, but right now it's not. Sounding like I'm missing much. Yeah, I mean, that's well, I want you to. You, you, we should try it before. Yeah, you know, yeah I, I mean, try I will. It together. 
Well, so but, I um, would like I would like yeah. for us to have at least one session that was kind of like uh, Red Dead Redemption when yeah yeah I think it was who who all was it that played was it I like, was there it was okay. Eddie yeah, it was you me. and me was I think I think one of Eddie's friends showed up at one point but yeah so we just like the the three or four of us just decided that we were gonna find a place and kill everybody that tried to get near us <laughs> and we were we were totally like griefing like. We, I remember at one point there was a guy that we just like kept killing like every time he spawned. Yeah. He kept like spawning in the same exact same point outside of town. So I just, I just watched it for like <laughs> 20 minutes. And we, yeah, over and over. And I'm just like, you know, yep. in retrospect, that probably really sucked for him, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was fun. It was pretty fun. <laughs> Tell him to get better at the game. But, but I mean, honestly, like I, I, I feel like if we could get in one session like that, where like all of us managed to coordinate and get in and, play together i would that would I be hate cool that you have to manage friends list on rockstar's social yeah. thing i don't i don't want to jump in and have to deal with some random asshole while i'm you know waiting to hook up with you guys so yeah i have a feeling it's it's unlikely to happen we're we're unlikely to coordinate it but we should try i think we will well, i we mean i just, log in I just before the end of october to get five hundred thousand gta bucks i have i have such little time to play that i really want to get through the story because i love the story yeah 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 i yeah. just get to the story and then we'll we'll yeah. figure out it like a day or a night i i feel i feel like i i don't have that much i feel like i'm at least two-thirds of the way through the game if not. yeah anthony what do you think i mean i just finished the Polito score thing and then the train thing um yeah you're you're we're setting up another fib heist yeah you're you're getting there you're getting about the last third of the game it's yeah. moving quick i love it yeah it starts to move really the, fast I love, how, I love how quick some of the missions are too because like i remember gta 4 had an, like i felt like it had unusually long missions too that like you'd be yeah. doing missions for like 45 minutes to an hour sometimes whereas this one like last night i only played an hour but i think i did like three missions and one of those was a heist yeah, the missions are they're 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 quick, they're fun. Like it's it's really well designed. Nice. Cool. Well we were gonna talk about Pokemon, but we are running short on time and I think we're all getting tired, so we'll save Pokemon for next week. Uh Anthony is addicted. Uh, yes, my has, first Pokemon game. I broke my Pokemon cherry and I love it. Mitch has it's, converted him. I'll have more Pokemon, to talk about. Pokemon is the only game that has made me stop playing Animal Crossing every day since I got it in like July. Nice, nice. So so next week will be forty five minutes of Pokemon. Um, yep. Look forward to it. Pokemon. I want to show you my Pokemons. And then I'll talk you. about Dark Souls for ten minutes just to make you guys angry. Let me God, show you my Dark Souls. Souls. God, yep. Jeff. All right. Um, you guys should rate and review the cast. Is there any mess message that we need to tell people about the podcast? No, we because can just of the link and the stuff. Link. So I mean, you can go and say like rate and review the podcast. Um, the Are link. all of the reviews gone? Yeah, they're all gone. So, yeah, guys, uh, there was a weird thing that happened with the podcast. It got removed. It's back up. But all the reviews are gone. So if you didn't leave a review before or even if uh, you had, you should go and um, re-review it, re-rate it. Um, we should do like a PBS pledge drive. It's like if you've never reviewed before, <laughs> it's now more important than ever that you take the time out of your day to give our podcast 10 stars <laughs> i hate i hate that we lost those things but i know, you know if you guys could go back and do that that'd be awesome. all three of our reviews we had more we we had a decent number of ratings we did have a decent yeah, number, of ratings. Decent number of ratings. anyway so yeah rate and review it again like it like the very first time touch first for time. the very first time 
But yeah. Okay. So uh, 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 if you uh, want to follow yeah. us on Twitter, we're twitter.com slash gamersushi. Uh, rate and review the podcast. Please very much. Thank you. Uh, I'm twitter.com slash Eddie Rivas. Twitter.com slash mi7ch. Twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. And I am twitter.com slash unsquare. And Nick is twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. But we don't care about him. Yeah. No. Nope. Not even a little bit. I like gravity. Gravity was good. Gravity was very good. Like a podcast. Hey, I, you're just stealing my jokes. Maybe we'll do another one of those there. Oh, off top. Oh, if, if, okay. if you guys rate the podcast between like 7 and 80 stars, we'll do another off-topic podcast. More extra bites. Extra, extra bites. Thank you.